All right, so today I'm not going to be giving any running tips or anything like that. This episode is strictly just giving some stories that I've experienced while racing and running, but mostly stuff I've experienced while racing. And I have a few that are just like kind of burned into my brain because they were very notable or really funny to me. The first one that really stands out to me, and this image will forever be burned into my brain. So I was running the Tuscazor 100. It's a 100-mile race in southern Ohio. And uh, this was in fall 2021. And I'm probably halfway at this point. So it's dark out. I'm running with a headlamp. Um, and aside from aid station workers, like there's really very few people running this race. So I'm not seeing almost anyone out on the trails in between aid stations. So I, you know, it's dark out running and I get to this section where the trail I'm on goes down for a little ways and then it loops back around and comes back the opposite direction that I'm going now. But it runs very close to the trail that I'm on. So like I could go 15 feet to the left, 15, 20 feet and just get onto the section of the trail that I'll be at in like two miles. So they're very close to each other. And I'm running and I hear this sound come from the left of me to, you know, where this other trail is. And I'm kind of on edge because it's dark and I'm by myself. And I like whip my head over, I look, and my headlamp just shines directly on someone's bare ass. I mean, see everything, butthole, whole thing. And, and it, it was obvious, it was super obvious now, there's like someone else with them, I don't know if it was their pacer. It was obvious that like, I don't know, maybe they had some stomach issues or something, and they were just trying to take quick poop in the woods, maybe, you know, clear everything out, whatever their stomach was upset by, and then continue on. And I came traipsing along and just, the, the thing was like, there was like no pretending like I didn't see it. I mean, because my headlamp shone directly on them. So if they knew I saw it, I knew I saw it. And I was just like, I hope I don't catch up to them. And as far as I know, I never caught up to them. I don't know if they, I probably motivated them significantly. I bet I was the best motivation ever where they're like, that person just saw my butthole and I cannot let them catch me. So I'm going to have to just push as hard as I can, no pun intended, <laughs> that really wasn't intended. I'm going to push as hard as I can to get to the finish line and not let this person catch me because, you know, we shared a very personal moment that, you know, it's going to have to stay out on the trails. So that was one of the first ones that just, it was so weird because I'm just like all messed up. My body hurts. Everything's in pain. I'm tired. I know I'm, I'm losing my mind because it's dark outside and it's hard to see. And then I just, boom, butthole, you know, it was, it was a interesting experience. And I, I barely had the brain power to process what happened. I was just like, oh, whoops, keep going. And then I hope I don't catch this person. I'd rather not share that moment where I was like, I saw your butthole, but um, enough, enough with that one. I have to remember all these stories. I wrote all these things down. Um, the other one, uh, I'm sorry if this is like type of stories that you're not into, but it's just, these are the stories you're going to get. So the next one also related to, butts. sorry. Um, so this was also during my 100 miler. This was earlier in the race. It was daylight out. Um, so this is probably TMI, but listen, you're just going to have to deal with it. That's just how I roll sometimes. Um, I get chafing between my butt cheeks a lot of times. So like if I, you know, sweat excessively and then I stop like you would in a race, maybe stop, you know, after a lap, change shoes or something, or I kind of cool down a little bit 
and then I go again, like I have a tendency to get some chafing between my butt cheeks. So I normally apply anti-chafe, just kind of whole body between the butt cheeks, all of that. And, um, you know, I've been going at this point for probably like 30 miles, 30, 35 miles. So I was like a 50 K and, and I can already feel some like slight chafing between my butt cheeks. And I was like, this is not good. This is way too early to be dealing with this. I got to do something. And I might be getting my timeline wrong. It might be a bit in different mileage, but either way. Um, so I was like, okay, I have to take care of this now. Cause if there's one thing that will ruin your race, it is chafing. Chafing is worse than anything else. Blisters, all that. You can kind of tape blisters up easily. Once you've chafed, you're screwed. There's no going back. Blisters, you can just wrap up, tape up. You'll be okay. Chafing, you are so screwed. So chafing is like one of the number one things where it's like, you got to just nip it in the bud immediately. So I just like looked around, like I don't see anyone in front or behind. I think I'm good. And I just pulled my shorts down real quick. I took my soft water flask and like sprayed water on my hand and like literally hand washed my butt because the thing is like you can't just apply anti-chafe on top of the chafing and think it's going to help the problem is the crystals from sweat they kind of are there causing the friction that's a lot of what causes chafing and if you just reapply anti-chafe like body glide it really doesn't fix the issue because you still have those salt crystals so you actually have to clean the area and I can't remember if I used something to dry it off. I think I, I used something to like try to dry it off a little bit and then reapplied body glide. I guess it's not really a funny story per se. It's just like one of those weird things that I guess people probably don't talk about very often. Just like the weird things that happen that you have to address and the issues that come up that you have to improvise in the moment and, you know, like actually fix. Otherwise, I mean, that could have easily destroyed my entire race. But it's just, it's an odd thing. I don't know. It's just one of those kind of weird moments that happen during a race. The other one is birdseed. So this was like towards the end of the race. And this aid station always has a theme to it. And this year's theme was a wedding. So there was like, it, it was wedding themed. It had wedding stuff all around. And I think one of the women was actually even dressed in like a wedding type apparel, like a wedding dress type thing. And this was like, really far at the end i think i'm at mile 97 at this point so like the last aid station before the finish line and i am just like i'm destroyed i am completely fucked up like this is not even like i am done like i cannot process words i can't really talk i feel terrible i just am trying to finish as best i can and i get to this aid station um, i rest for a little bit maybe eat something or drink something and then as I go, the lady's like, oh, I almost forgot I have to uh, throw birdseed over you. I was like, what? What? And she's like, hey, yeah, you know, it's like the wedding aid station. Like, I guess since I was almost done, so I got to throw birdseed over you. And I, like, didn't want her really to do that, if I'm going to be honest. But I didn't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I want to keep in the spirit of the trail running community and be kind and have fun and stuff. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay, you know, go ahead. And then as I'm like walking away, she starts throwing birdseed on me, kind of like it's a wedding. Another just like weird experience. And I remember thinking like, I just don't really like this, but I don't want to be mean because she's such a nice lady. So I just kept, uh, kept walking. I was like, ha ha ha, like faked a laugh as best I could. It probably wasn't very convincing, but um, that was another weird one. Um, so I thought it was dying at mile 94 so i guess this will be the backtrack a little bit this is also one of the reasons i was really not in the mood for bird seed because i 
previous to this was having real issues. So I think around mile 92 to 94, um, I've never had this happen. Like I've ran marathons, a bunch of 50Ks, and didn't notice any of this throughout the previous miles of the race. I get to like mile 92 or 94, somewhere around there. And it's just the weirdest thing. So like all of a sudden, it just kind of comes up on me that I feel like I can't breathe. So, and I mean that almost literally, where it was like I was sucking in air through a straw. Instead of like, like I'd be able to take a full breath, I, I was trying so hard to breathe in deeply, like, like that, and catch my breath. But each time I tried to take as deep of a breath as I possibly could, it would feel like I did this. Like, like I don't even know if you can hear that, but it, it felt like I took the tiniest breath, like maybe 15% of a full breath. And it was so unsatisfying. Like I, I felt kind, not like I was suffocating. It's just like, I couldn't, I couldn't get a satisfying breath in. And I kept like, you know, having this urge, like if you hold your breath for maybe 15, 20 seconds, kind of like that, where you're like, it's not urgent, but you really feel like you want to take a big breath in, like you need more oxygen. It was like really similar to that. And, and I was getting winded walking. So I looked at my mile times towards this area and I, I, I did like a 44 minute mile and that wasn't like a 44 minute mile, um, because I was like resting for a second, really. Um, I was, but I mean, like I wasn't intentionally resting or taking it easy. I was pushing myself as hard as I possibly can. A 44 minute mile was literally my max effort all out, can't go any faster, gasping for air. That was my max out. And I would walk for maybe two minutes and then I would have to sit down on the side of the trail like on a log or something to try to catch my breath because just walking for a minute or two felt like I was like full on sprinting, full on sprinting for like a minute. And it was like, really worrisome to me at the time. Part of it is because my brain was not in a good mental state. Like my brain, like the, like for a race like that, emotions are so all over the place towards the end. Like it's, it's a never ending roller coaster. It just goes up and down and it's hard to think clearly. So that could have played into it, but I had heard stories of like runners having heart attacks on ultras or like, um, I forget what the name is, pulmonary edemas. I don't even really know what all these things mean. It's just, I've heard of runners having complications from pushing themselves so hard. So I figured that maybe something was actually wrong and I wasn't sure because I was having trouble breathing. Um, but other than that, it didn't feel terrible. It like, <laughs> that sounds funny to say, but it wasn't, you know, like heart palpitations or anything like that. It's just, I was having trouble breathing. I couldn't get a full breath in. I was winded when I was walking in that moment. It felt like I was like, maybe something is actually wrong. Maybe there's something legitimately wrong that I could die. And as weird as this sounds, I kind of sat there and I was like, am I okay with potentially dying? And this sounds so overblown like I'm just blowing this way out of proportion but in the moment it felt really real I thought there was actually a legitimate chance there could be something wrong and that I might actually die it just I I couldn't rationalize anything and I thought to myself and I was like you know what it wouldn't be the worst way to die you know in the in the grand scheme of things it actually would be a really cool story that like I died running a 100 mile race 
Um, and, and I'm okay if that is how my story plays out. And after I made that decision, I also kind of talked myself down. I was like, you know what? You're probably not dying. Not many people die. You're healthy. You're young. You're probably going to be fine. But like, we, I worked it all out in my head, decided that it was worth it, and I pushed on to the finish. I almost forgot. I should have added this story in before the I was almost dying story because this came before that. So this is between the seeing someone's butthole and almost dying. This happens between that. Uh, this is at mile 80 so about 14 miles before i thought i was dying and about 16 miles before someone threw birdseed on me um this is all the same race too and reason all these stories are the same race a lot of stuff happens you know running 29 hours almost uh so you know, I'm running along, I'm at mile 80, everything's been going shockingly smooth. Now, granted, like, I'm beat up, I'm very tired, but everything's been going pretty well. I'm starting to really feel it, but I'm still able to run a little bit, I'm still able to move, you know, and, and, and it, things are looking pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm making decent time. Not fantastic, but at least decent time. And as I'm running... I feel this, like, I don't remember if this was, like, a sudden thing or if it slowly built up. I just, all of a sudden, I became aware that I had this really bad cramp going up the front of my left shin. So, I guess if you're watching, was it my left shin? How can I not remember this? I think it was my right. It was my right. It was my right shin. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> it's funny, I don't remember this, but it was going up the front of my right shin, like right um, to the, the right side of the bone. It would be my tibialis anterior muscle, maybe. That's possibly what it is. And I feel this, like, it, it feels like like it's locked up. It feels like a really hard cramp. Have you ever had a cramp in your hamstring or your toes where all of a sudden it's like locked up and you're like, oh, that doesn't feel good. It was like similar to that intensity just on that muscle. And I feel it. I'm like, oh, that's so uncomfortable. But I didn't really think anything of it because I had some cramping in my quads, uh, a little bit in my hips. And, you know, I'm, I've, I've ran 80 miles at this point, farther than I've ever ran before. So, at that point, I just assume that everything's normal because I have no uh, baseline for how I should feel at mile 80. I've never been there. So everything that happens, I'm like, oh, I guess this is normal for running this far. And it just made sense to me that like I would have a cramp on my calf shin area considering I've ran that far. It kind of makes sense. I just would have a really bad cramp. I tried to stretch it out, tried to work my fingers in it, massage it. And that just was not helping. It would subside as soon as I would stop and rest for a second. Then it would kind of be okay. As soon as I started going again, right back on. And it just felt like the worst cramp, like the muscle had just locked up as hard as it possibly could. And that it was not going to loosen up at all. And after stopping a few times, trying to work it out a little bit, just wasn't helping. I just finally decided, whatever. I'm just going to keep running, ignore it as best I can deal with it. I'm not quitting because of a cramp. Like that would be so stupid to come this far and be like, oh, my, 
my shin was cramping. I just couldn't keep going. That's the dumbest thing. So I, I was like, I'm going to keep going, ignore it, whatever. Keep running. And it, it really doesn't get much worse. I mean, it, 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 I guess it could have gotten worse, but it just felt super locked up and, and it was painful, but not excruciatingly painful. So I finish out the race, the last 20 miles, cross the finish line, just absolutely spent 100%. I kind of limp over to the grass next to the finish line and sit down just to soak in the experience, soak in like what had just happened, what I had just done. And one of the race directors who like race directors for this race, uh, it's race brimstones races. They are the best, awesome people. One of them walks over. He brings me some pancakes and some syrup. Super awesome guy. It, it was so like, I don't know. It was, I wasn't even hungry, but like, I knew I needed to eat at least a little bit because I, I didn't really have the stomach to eat much towards the end. I eat some of these pancakes, which were delicious and like homemade maple syrup, just mm, excellent. And I get up and go to take one step with my right leg and I almost fall over. Like I can't put an ounce of pressure on it. And all of a sudden, like I was just running on it 15 minutes before. Like, oh, well, running's generous. I was walking what felt like fairly quickly and aggressively um, for like 15 minutes ago. And now I can't put any pressure on it at all. Uh, fortunately, there's a really nice lady helped me bring my stuff to my car and, you know, like I slept in my car for a little bit and then drove home. I get out of my car. I still can't put any pressure on my right leg. I managed to kind of limp into the house and, you know, finally kind of managed to get into the shower, do all that and get on the couch. And it's just super like messed up. Like it, it is actually like legitimately very painful for me to put any pressure on it. And I, I just can't put pressure on it. Like, I think if I try to put full pressure on it, I would have just collapsed. And I could see like a, a bruise on a specific spot where the pain is most intense. Like if I put my hand on my shin and kind of go down the front, I can feel the most pain right where this bruise is. And one of my friends, my running friends, hit me up and was like, how, you know, congrats, like, how you doing? And I told him about what I was having. I was like, I just can't walk on it. I have a bruise on it. It kind of hurts. He's like, I don't want to like alarm you, but it sounds like you have a stress fracture. Then I looked up the symptoms of a stress fracture, got, you know, all the symptoms of it. And I was like, okay, for sure I have a stress fracture. And now in retrospect, looking back, I realized, you know, the cramp that I felt was the bone breaking you know that's just and i don't quite understand the physiology behind why it just felt like a cramp in my shin like i don't quite understand why i, I would have figured it had been like a different feeling and it, it felt like a cramp down the entire front of my shin but then after i stopped running it was a, like a it was a more pinpointed pain although it did still like radiate up and down so if anyone has any knowledge of why it felt like that, it'd be cool to know. Um, but yeah, so that was part of the thing that, you know, I don't know how I would have reacted in the moment if I'd have known it was a stress fracture. I, I, I do think there would have been, there would have been a decent chance I would have quit. There, I think there was a decent chance. I don't know if I would have or not, but it's always interesting to me to think about that. I'm very happy in retrospect that I didn't know and I didn't figure out it was a stress fracture because that would have been just like an extra mental thing where I had to worry like, well, if I keep running on it, is it like going to like compound fracture or something? Like what, 
how dangerous is this? It, it was good that I didn't have to worry about that, and I just thought it was a cramp, and I was able to finish, and now I have a cool story to tell that I finished the last 20 miles of 100 with a stress fracture. So it's, it's a cool story that I'm glad I didn't understand what was happening in the moment. Ignorance truly is bliss sometimes, but that was just like an interesting thing. Um, so I guess uh, just to kind of round it off with maybe like a slightly funnier story, um, it's even really funny. It's just like kind of, it was just kind of struck me. It's odd that I was running, it was a 50K, it was my first 50K, and running along the trails, it's fairly early on. You know, there's like aid stations, but there's really nowhere to pee, which is like, I feel bad for women that run ultras because very rarely is there an actual like bathroom to pee at. Like there, there may be if it's a looped race or something, but for the most part, women are kind of screwed and it's like a whole thing. So like, it's really hard to deal with that as a woman. Like I can just run off into the woods for a second, pee really quickly, keep going. Like it's a whole different thing. Like women can't do that, but it's also like, you know, you, there's people running and stuff. So this is I found it interesting. That, so this woman who was running this race, she, you know, had to pee and there's no bathrooms. And I applaud her for just complete lack of caring. She did not give a fuck about what anyone thought of her. She had to pee and she was just going to get it done. So she stopped and her boyfriend was just standing next to her. And she literally took, I would say she was roughly 24 inches off the trail, about, about two feet off the trail, just took like one or two steps off the trail, just started peeing. And like, there's like 10 people running by her. She doesn't care at all. And it, it was just weird. I was like, oh, welcome to trail running, I suppose. It was a, it was a weird introductory uh, course into uh, my first ultra experience. Um, other than that, I think that is, that is about it. That is um, a lot of the interesting, weird stories, I guess, that I have experienced while running. And I'm sure that the upcoming races that I'm doing this year, there will be some more fun stories, weird stuff to happen. So look forward to that. My suffering uh, will yield good stories, I'm sure. But I guess that is, I'll save the rest of the stories for later. There's nothing crazy. Um, but those are some of the main interesting slash funny stories that I experienced while running some races. Hope you found that entertaining. Um, if you did, shoot me a message or leave me a comment and maybe I'll make a second part with like a few other short stories and stuff like that. But yeah, that is it. Starcy Fitness Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube. Costs you nothing and I would really appreciate it. Same for the podcast as well. So I will catch you all on the next one.